0: This evening, we got got uh, Sister LaShonda Dover, Sister Liz Taylor, and Sister Nadia Gilcrease. We're going to ask the three of them. These are three powerful women. Women who love God. Women who love God, who's faithful to their commitment to God. Didn't say that they did everything right. I'm saying that they aren't going to make mistakes. But what we're saying, they are faithful. They are committed. They're committed to living a holy life and they're committed to raising their children in Christ. And so we're going to start
1: with LaShonda. Um, but good evening, everyone. Um, again, I'm LaShonda Dover. Just a little background about myself since I've been at the city church. Um, I currently serve with the praise ministry. Uh, in the past, I've served with, served with the city kids and now transitioning with the teens, which Um, I'm super excited about. So I've been to the University City for many years and since my stance at University City, I've been married, separated, um, divorced, and single parent. I've been employed, unemployed, underemployed, and employed again, you know, all under the, all while here at my stance at the University, at the City Church, sorry. you know, I've been here for a while, so I'm still used to saying it, praise God, Um, but just uh, a little bit, just a little story, just on my, when I think of built to last, um, again, like I said, I've been, we went through counseling, I've been here at the church uh, during my separation, and we went through spiritual counseling at the church, um, and we ended up having a divorce, and so, you know, The saying is true, he that finds a good thing, finds favor, you know, he finds favor. And so as soon as we divorced, um, you know, their father, he lost his job. You know, just, it was just months after our divorce went through, he lost his job. And lo and behold, uh, months later, I lost my job. You know, I was laid off. So it was, um, you know, it was a time, you know, but I still remain faithful to the church. because all I know is to serve. I grew up serving. My parents served at the tent meetings. That first lady got, not her tent meeting, but you know, she speak of getting saved at a tent meeting. But I was there as a child remembering the tent meetings and remember my parents setting up the tent for a tent tent meeting revival. So all I know is to serve. Um, As I mentioned during that time of um, being divorced, you know, like he wasn't working, uh, he wasn't getting any unemployment, um, and then, but I wasn't working it, you know, I lost my job after 13 years. So during that time, you know, I was like, well, you know, um, I didn't get sad. I just remained faithful to the church. I served off the unemployment that I had, you know, I tied off the unemployment that I had, um, I continued to serve with the praise team when the doors are open. I was, we were pretty much there, not saying I was perfect, but, you know, I had me and my girls, my little one Bryson was two at the time, um and Madison was non, So, you know, it was me and my girls going to church. Um, and like I said, I, I was unemployed for two and a half years. So it was a lot of trust in God in that two and a half years. Like, and a lot of people don't know that I was unemployed at the church. Um, you know, I was like the girl with the designer purse with the EBT card, you know? Uh, so you wouldn't know that about me, but I've, I've learned to survive and I've had to do what I had to do. Um, being unemployed but I still remain whatever I had I remained faithful at the church Um, you know and so you know fast forward you know when I exhausted everything all of my funds and um, unemployment you know I was like god I I, it wasn't like I wasn't trying to find a job you know but they wouldn't hire you if you were over qualified because they didn't want to pay you and I couldn't even get hired at a job I want because I was under qualified so uh, like I said, two and a half years I remained in the church, um, and then finally, after exhausting like my very last, you know, the the very last of my funds, I was like, God, you know what? Um, I trust you. And sh- lo and behold, a month later, I got the full time job that I have now. You know, making more than what I had been making after 13 years. And I said that to say because you know, pastor teaches us to be faithful, and to serve, um, and so I still remain faithful and servant and under His leadership of the, the city church, um, and to me that's just been a blessing within itself. Not, you know, saying you're there to have a job, but you know it just speaks that how faithful God is and how faithful He'll be even when you're married, when you're single, when you're starting all over again. How faithful He is. Um, and so, you know, fast forward and, you know, my kids, you know, um, I had them involved with the, with the, you know, they went to Sunday school, they went to, to the kids church. I sent them, I was like, you know, your minds need to be where you can be taught as a child. Um, you know, and they have, you know, Madison's my daughter, she's a praise leader at the church. Um, and a lot of people I heard, teachers, they, God's blessed me to have the best schools for my kids, you know, the kids teacher, you know, as a Testament, she was like, I didn't even know that your kids came from a single parent home. You know, there was no, you know, evidence that they came from a single parent home. So, um, you know, just starting over has been, you know, a, a thing, it's been challenging, but, you know, like I said, I've remained and I've trusted God, I've served God. Um, a lot of times, my faith was a little shaky, and I was say, like, hey, God, you know, I don't know, you, you got to make a way, here comes college, you know, now that Madison's in fast forward, she's in college, and I have my own college, um, so it's just like, God, you know, here we are, uh, the, you know, he's yet providing, he's yet making a way, he's yet sustaining, he's yet blessing my kids, and uh, that's just really, the most part is the blessing my kids, you know, and having a good relationship with my kids and still allowing me to have a good relationship with my kids and them with their father and them loving God and not being ashamed to love God. Um, that's just the most to me, it's just like, that's why I do what I do. I serve, Um, you know, I'm not perfect by no means perfect. Um, you know, I just continue to do what I can, but just to see, you know, the blessing that has been stored stored upon my kids, my children. Um, That's, you know, meant the most for me um, out of everything. If I don't, if God hadn't done anything, he's, he's done enough at this point, you know, he's done everything. If he didn't do another thing, just to see my kids, you know, serving him and serving his purpose. Um, So I would just say, you know, being built to last, to me, it's just, even though we can't see like being single for me, even like paying for college, he's made a way, somehow I've been able to pay for college, you know, having a single home and he's helped too, of course, but um, I'm not taken away from their father, but he's, he's helped of course, when I say I, I mean we, but, um, you know, just being able to do that and just watching God move, watching God continually provide, even, you know, I've been, I believe in being transparent with my children you know, mama can't take us out to eat this week or, or whatnot. You know, it's been times in the past, you know, I, I couldn't have done those things, but, um, you know, they've understood and God, he's blessed. And, um, like I said, didn't lose anything. I haven't lost anything since, and I just continue to serve. And, and during this time, you know, continue to build relationships with Madison while she's in college. Um, you know, and, and it, it gets tough on her, especially, yeah, I know we, I touched base on, we had a, a great service on Sunday talk about parenting and relationships. Um, yeah, I really think it's keen for, to be raised in the church, to get that foundation in the church. You know, our kids may not be perfect, but make sure your children have the foundation um that's in church that starts in church did you build that you know anything else beyond that like I don't know what tomorrow holds um but I know that they have been in church and they have been taught um you know as they should have been um and it's been king for me you know just to even that's what sometimes keep me going is my kids you know being single um you know we we have our ups and downs but it's it's you know, it's, it's a joy to being single because I can, you know, pretty much make my own decisions. But um, them being in church is like keen to me. It keeps me going, and I would encourage anybody. I uh, pulled plug in for the teens. Um, you know, let your kids participate in in the city church. I mean, it's been, you know, I, I feel really confident that if Madison, it may be times that she cannot come to me as a single mom, but I know there's somebody in the church that she I feel comfortable she can talk to. Um, so um but yeah that's that's my story and I'm I'm sticking to God. You know, like I said, my faith might be a little shaky sometimes, but hey I, I say all is well with my soul. So Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. I like what you said that the one thing that I got out of this is the importance of serving. In in whatever season you're in, you never stop serving. And sometimes we as as uh, Christians, we forget that. We forget about remaining faithful to the work of God, no matter what's going on to our, in our lives. And because you are faithful, hallelujah, to the work of God, God has proved himself faithful to you. And Absolutely. that is a, that causes you to stand. That keeps you from falling. It becomes an experience that no one can ever take away from you. Absolutely. Thank you, my sister, for sharing. And thank you for just... Um, encouraging and enlightening us. And the teacher, you never know who's out there who's at that point in their life where they're trying to decide, do I want to continue to go to church? Yeah. Do I still want to be a part of this ministry? And no matter what you're going through, what I've got, what I heard you say out of this, my my interpretation is don't give up. Yeah. when When you can't when you can't, when you think you can't afford, you can't afford in Christ. Amen. Don't stop, Absolutely. don't stop going to the house of God. Don't stop serving. Whatever ministry you're in, don't give up on that. And keep your children in church. Keep your children. Sometimes we let our children go do what they wanna do, but I Absolutely. admire that trait. Of keeping your children involved. And you didn't just stay involved. You kept your children involved. And that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. So that's, um, that is that is an enlightenment. That is an encouragement to those who are doing it, letting them know that they're okay. And so um, I put that underneath the enlightenment column. Uh, column. You want to know what to do? Remain serving and keep your children serving. Yeah. Amen 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 next we're gonna ask sister taylor if she would mind unmuting herself sister lucy taylor has three boys and let's see what the how she, the lord has kept her Hey, she has, she's been built to last
2: <laughs> oh sister gilchrist it wasn't i wasn't always built to last i was like um you ever passed by one of those old dilapidated builders and it's shaky and about to fall over? That, that was me. So just uh, really quick, everybody. And it's so good to see everybody, you know, all in one place since, you know, we can't fellowship. But so I went through my divorce about seven years ago and it was just a real trying time. I didn't want to be divorced. I didn't want to have that stigma or as I saw it, a stigma on being a single parent. And I'm Black. And it was just like, oh, man, here we go. So I really tried to hold on to that marriage, you know, with all that I had. And it, and it was sad because literally I'm really trying to hold on for a title. And when we got married, you know, just a little background, I got married to avoid being a stigma because I had already had, you know, two children by him. And it was like, okay, either you marry me or bye. So get married to avoid being a, a stereotype. And then here I am a stereotype, unfortunately, but God is still good. He is still faithful. So we went through the divorce. I didn't want to have to go start back over again and move, leave the marital home. So I ended up having to do that. Unfortunately, I had to leave the marital home. I had to find my own place. I didn't have a vehicle at the time. So me and my children on the bus. I had to start back at the bottom in corporate America. And if you've ever lost a job and had to start back over at the bottom, it is not fun because they don't want to pay you a lot. So I just I just was mad, too. And I'll be very honest because I believe in transparency. And if we want to get more people to come to Christ, we have to be transparent, especially those in the church, you know. So anyway, here I am, these three kids. We have a little two bedroom off of Tryon. Catching two to three buses every day because I have to get them to school. I have to get to work and so forth. And at that time, I'll be honest, I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to see a church. I didn't want to deal with any church people because it was just like, you know, y'all, y'all can have that, you know, whatever. I'm just gonna do me, as they say. And that's what happened. So I got my apartment, you know, living the life, and I was angry and I was depressed, and I would just have to. I'm going to be PG with it, but self-medicating, if you will. Self-medicating, 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 med- morning and night, just to get through because I was angry. You know, if God, if your word says you hate divorce, well, why would you let this happen? Why wouldn't you keep my family together? Yeah, the marriage was raggedy, but it was my raggedy marriage. You know, I had somebody to come home to, I had somebody to talk to, all those little creature comforts that we have when we're partnering up with somebody. So I ended up going to work one day and it's this coworker of mine and he was a believer, but I never knew he was a believer. So we were talking one day and it was, it was April, it was Easter time. And so even everybody goes to church at Easter time. I don't care if they saints or aints, you know, everybody goes to church. So he said, well, Lucy, you going to church? I was like, no. And he just had this look on his face. What? You're not going to church? I said, no, I'm not going to church. And he said, well, I'll make a deal with you. If you go to church, I'll buy you lunch. Well, everybody at the job knew I loved to eat. So you're going to buy my lunch. That's fine. I'm there. He said, just bring me back the program from the church and I'll buy you lunch. I said, OK. So I was going to another church at the time and I brought him back the program and he said, good job. And he said, Lucy, I'm going to tell you something. He said, God is looking for you. And I said, in my mind, I'm like, oh, what does God want with me? What is he looking for me for? You know, so. Fast forward, I said, OK, if God is looking for me, that has to be true, because anytime my relationship with God, if he wants to get a word through me, he'll send it through somebody else. And the word was so on time. So I said, OK, now I need to probably try to stop self-medicating so I can get my life back in order. So I'm looking for churches, looking for churches, fast forward. And then I hear city church, university, no university, city church. And I said, OK, I'm going to go online and look up this church. Well, I looked up a different church, not this church when we were at the time called University City. And but long and behold, when I looked up that church, I still got led to, to our church. I put the directions in and it led me to our church. And so when I first came to see church, everybody was so warm, so welcoming, so loving, you know, no slight on the other church I went to, but they they were kind of cold a little bit. And so that's what attracts me to anybody, friends or anybody else, you know, just the love, you know, I got greeted at the door. I got greeted on the way to my seat. And then, you know, pastor always does this thing where it's like, hug your neighbor, take time to talk to somebody. So I was like, man, this is a loving church. So we went and um, that story is that story with how I ended up at the city church, but more importantly, built to last. I I was not at the time built to last. You know, I'm self-medicating. I'm hanging around the wrong people. I didn't have a church family. And I really was angry with God. I mean, I really was angry because he didn't do what I asked him to do. He didn't do what I told him to do. You know how we get, you know, God, if you would have just did this, you know, it kind of reminds me of um, when Lazarus died. And I think it was the sister that said, Jesus, if you had been there, but look what Jesus did he rose them and it, he was, he was dead and stinking and he rose him. So Jesus didn't bring my marriage back, but he brought me back because I was gone, but he brought me back. And it's no way I could be built to last if I did not just stay gr- grounded and rooted in that word. And the other part is surrender, surrendering what I wanted, my desires, my plans, because every time I turned around, I was making plans. God would just be like, Nope. And so that caused me to get more angry at him. But we all know God don't care about your anger. He's still there. He's still loving on us. So that's what brought me to this point of being built to last, because I want my sons to know God, to know Jesus and for themselves. I just don't want to be bringing them to a building and I'm not giving them real life principles and teaching them. You know, just a quick story. I told my kids, I said one day, I said, I want you to know God for yourself. I want you to know why it's important to give, not just because I say it or someone else. So my middle son Jacob, we had stopped off after church at a gas station. There was a homeless man there, and I said, Jacob, you know, go give the homeless man, you know, a dollar or two dollars out of your money because he had a little allowance money or some money he had. And uh, he gave the man two dollars. And it, and Jacob is tight. That boy is so cheap to be so young, and I don't know where he got that from. But anyway. So I know I could probably see him in the back of my, you know, peripheral, like, oh, got to get this man my $2. So he gave the man the $2 and then we get home. So we get home. I'm in the house. They're outside. And 10 minutes later, he comes rushing in the house. He's like, mom, it works. You were right. I said, what happened? He said, the neighbor asked me to bring her groceries in. and She gave me $5. I said, Jacob, that is wonderful. And so that's my point of, I want my children to know God for themselves. Don't take my word for it. Let let him show you that he is good, that he will provide, that he will open that door. So built to last, just standing his word, forgetting what I want and trusting that he knows what I want, bring it to him in faith and surrender. So that is what has made me be built to last as a single parent.
0: Amen. 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 Beautiful. Beautiful. Very. There's a word that I learned years ago. It's called scartos, and the word scartos means darkness. It means hidden. And I thank you, Lucy, for not living your life in scartos, because when when you live in the light, is that that is what draws other people to Christ. Darkness always causes people to flee. None of us like to be in a dark place. None of us like to be around darkness. Darkness breeds fear. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But when you live with your life open, when you let the light shine, when it's when it's when you live transparent, nobody can cause you to be afraid of anything. I like what you said. Your word was surrender. Your word of enlightenment. Is surrender your word of empowerment? Is surrender in the midst of your anger? What Lucy is, um, uh, Lucy, you were raised in church, right? Correct, Isn't your dad, a pastor, correct, and so she's a, a prime example of, um. Train up a child in the way they go, and they will not leave. They won't go far from it. They are return. Her heart was tender towards God, because if you notice during all of that, she never stopped communicating with God. In the midst of her darkness, she never stopped communicating with God. And because of her communication, God was able to reach out. She's built to last because she's built on a firm foundation. Her her heart was set towards God. And because her heart was set towards God, she was willing and able to surrender. And I like the fact that uh, she's training her child, her children, her boys, not just anybody. She's got young men, young black men that she's raising. And she's training them to have a heart for God not to be church boys, not to be uh, good Christian boys, but to be men after God's own heart, to know God for themselves. You train a child in that way, you teach a child that, and that, that child would not run away from God. I don't care what they're facing, because they get to know God. It's not about mama's religion. It's not about dad's religion. A lot of times, when we are raised in the church, we live on our parents, on our parents' uh, relationship. Hallelujah! We get, we do things because it is right. I like the fact that you share what you said about how, why you got married. Because we were raised in the church, we were told to do certain things, and we did it. No stigma on that, baby. No stigma whatsoever. You. Your lesson has been learned and you are teaching other women. You, are, you can teach other women how to avoid certain things. Nothing about your life caught God off guard. He saw the days coming. He searched you out. Psalms 139 verse 1. He searched you out. And he knew before the foundation what you were going to be. He knew that this day was gonna come and somebody was gonna need to hear your story. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for surrendering. Thank you for training your child. Thank you, uh, LaShonda, for uh, letting us know the importance of surrender. Thank you for letting us know the importance of keeping your children involved. That goes back to the scripture. There are two things that's come out of this so far. It's for single parents. Train your children in the way they go. Train them. Train them. Keep them in children's church. Keep them in teen church. Amen?
2: Amen. And Sister Sister Vanessa, if I may just interject really quickly. Mm -hmm. I want to say thank you so much to Elder Tim and and Tony Body, Pastor Tim Body, Sister Body. I mean, you guys were such a blessing to my boys. They enjoyed the, the fellowshipping with the teens and Pastor Tim, you're so patient with them boys. I would want to wring their neck, but you just so sweet and patient. So I <laughs> <laughs> you and uh Sister Tony. So thank you guys so much. I wanted to give you that shout out. Amen. Amen. Well,
0: we've got one more speaker for this evening, and this one is a special one to me. Um, and I I'm looking forward to hearing what she has to say. I am so looking forward to this. My daughter, uh, Nadia Gilcrease. Come on, Nadia. Hello, everyone. So, built to last. I'm built to last. I've been the the single parent the longest. I've been a single parent for almost 23 years, from the beginning, never been married. did I wanted to get married? Yeah, but I was not gonna get married just because I had a baby outside of marriage. That was not my thing. Um, I have three boys, and they are Jalen, Israel, and Amir. Um, I raised them to be. I came out of a house that we was pro black and very church in the church very far, so I had to raise them. Realize I have raised them three black men and they gotta know god and so even though when i didn't have my moments where i was serving god in the correct way i made sure my boys was in church i made sure my youngest my oldest boy went to church with my parents even when i didn't want to go i made sure he was involved which he was served he has served yeah i had seen him in the church and serving and my other two boys they do things if you ask they would serve also um my purpose was, okay, God, why you gave me these three boys? What's the purpose of me having these three boys and what's their purpose in life that you created them to be? And I have tried to make sure that I my instructions, my um, the people I have around them did not tear them away from what God had planned for them. So I made sure that was it. Um, they very helpful. It, it, if you know my boys, they can be, well, the oldest one, he's very helpful. The other two, they playful because they're young. But since I've been diagnosed, which everybody knows, they are very being considerate. They um, watch over me. They very protective me. I say this, my oldest one, Jalen, that's my husband. Amir is my boyfriend that's my middle child. And Israel is my daddy and everybody who knows Israel know he's daddy. Like y'all know that's daddy. <laughs> and he's, um, he's the more one's closer to his comfort with God. Um, close to his, uh, spiritual close to God. He prays a lot. I have caught him in the middle of the night praying over me, um, praying over his family. Um, Jalen he's the same way he's very like mom what's up what's going on you need something what's bothering you um I never talk bad about either one of the kids fathers because I have two separate fathers for them and I never talk bad. and I want to make sure I put that out there because I want people to know to talk bad about the kid's father is to talk bad about your kids and And people don't see that, but that is true. So even when, and I have raised my boys practically by myself, like with no help at all. Like maybe a couple of months here, maybe it is, but basically I have done it on my own with God. If it was not for God, I couldn't have done it. I know for a fact, I couldn't done it. Um, He's always make sure he put me in a job where I got um, favor that um, when I needed time off for my kids that I had it. Uh, um, What shift I needed, if I needed to switch shifts, I would have been able to do it. Um, God has really made sure and took care of me and made sure I was able to take care of my boys, to raise them and to let them know that without God, you can't do this by yourself. And my kids have seen it, they have seen me with no job, they see me with no job in the last year. And now, um, and they was like, okay, but we still going to church. We still gonna um, give God praise. We still gonna make sure that we give God our time. We still gonna go help the community out. This is what God want us to do. Um, and to be nice to people. I teach them to be very nice and be understanding because you never know what people's backgrounds are and where they're coming from. So it's kind of hard for me to explain to them because they probably could do it better than I can um, the way I am with them. I'm very protected over them um, to the point that like, I really don't let them go over anybody house or go anywhere because, and people do that with girls mostly but with boys I feel like, no, ain't nobody gonna teach my child how to raise, be raised or uh, treat a woman. I'm gonna teach them that. Ain't nobody gonna teach them that a man supposed to do this, a man supposed to do that. No, I would teach him that. Which I have. I don't know. A man puts him, first he supposed to love God, then he supposed to love himself. If he can't love God and he can't love himself, then he can't love you. That's wow. why I teach my boys. You can't love a woman. Uh, I teach them to the, um, the take care of themselves, to the clean, to be able to cook, the, the, um, which they they learning. I'm surprised my oldest one cooks a lot better than I thought he can since he's been on his own. Um, what else do I do? What about, you? what about you and your relationship? With my relationship with God? Mm-hmm. And being a single. Well, I have learned to trust him more. Because I think as a child, my relationship with God wasn't based on trust. It was based on what my parents' relationship and what it has done made me be able to trust God more, because I realized when me trust God more, I'm able to take care of my kids more, I, um, I'm able to raise them in a way that he wants them to be, raised right? the path that he wants for them because um, they each have their own path and they each have a, each one of them have a calling and I see that calling on their life and I try to nurture that calling in each one of their lives um, and they want for trust and my faith I don't think I'll be able to go through what I'm going through now and um, be able to encourage my boys that at the end of the day, no matter what, we're gonna be good. God got us. So, like I told my boys, they be like, "Mom, are you having a bad day?" I be like, "Yeah, today I'm having a baby bad day. Just go pray for me." Or, "Yeah, I, it's okay, but I know God got me. You know, I'm just a little concerned about this." I've been very open with them about everything. Um, Almost. Well, yeah, I'm open it with them about every day. I'm very open <laughs> with them. So, cause I don't want them to feel like I'm shutting them out. Um, okay. How you feel about what you're going through man? How I feel like, oh, I feel like I'm on a journey. So that's what I told my boys. I said, with this breast cancer, mama's on a journey. We all on a journey. This journey is for us, for me. One thing I do know: God's gonna heal me, and He's gonna. Uh, but it's gonna build my relationship, and our relationship, you relationship with God closer, and it's also gonna build somebody else's relationship with God closer. And um, because people watches me, people has always told me, uh, Nadia, you don't look like what you're going through. I didn't know that you was a single parent. Your kids don't act like they come from a single parent home. And my friends that, who do know my kids come from a single parent home, your kids don't act, they don't, they're not wild, they don't, and I'm like, because of God. Now I know what you're going through where they think they know everything, but they don't, because I don't express it much, but you don't do that. And I tell them, I say, you know why? Because of the relationship I have with God. Because God has made sure that I can do this. If it wasn't for him, I couldn't do it. So I made sure that they see that light in me. I have been told, oh, I could tell you that you're a spiritual woman. And I said, what you mean by a spiritual woman? Because, it's you know, there's several things about that. And when they said, I said, well, you know, you're right. It's because of God, the relationship I have got. No, I'm not perfect, nowhere near perfect, but I strive to have a relationship with him and I'm growing every day with this relationship with him. And in which I, I show my boys, yes, mama makes mistakes. Yes, she do some crazy stuff sometimes. But one thing for sure, she loves God and she know God's love her, just like he loves you. And he's gonna make sure you okay, like he make sure I'm okay. Long as you focus on him mm-hmm. and keep him focused. So that's what I do, mm-hmm. amen. Well, thank you, God. Thank, thank you, ladies. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Out of Nadia's, we've got one. What's well, the same thing out of all of you ladies have said? Trust Him. Each one of you talked about having a relationship with God, really having a relationship with Him, first and foremost. And that um, teaching your children. Um, how to have a relationship with him. the importance of it. that is all three of you said that 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 is that if there's a, if there's anything out of this that we can get um, the reason why these ladies have been built to last, they're not falter, they, are, they will not falter but they will go forward in the things of God is because they recognize that Christ is their source. Christ is the reason, is their reason? They've each made a conscious decision to serve God. They each has made a conscious decision to raise their boys and their girls in in the Lord. It's a conscious decision. And it's not one that was made 10 years ago or however years ago, and they've left it at that. But it's a day-by-day, moment-by-moment thing that they are doing. Making sure that your children serve the Lord. Their ability to last is because they have first have their own relationship with Christ. Out of anything that we've learned in this series, God is the foundation. If you want a good marriage, if you want to have good children, if you want to live a holy life as a singer, God is the reason. He,